This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello, and what is going on? My fellow Shwoke Lords, what is up? Welcome back to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy. Cancel Shweezy, better known yet again as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's everyone up to? We have officially reached 150 episodes, uh, slash the three year mark of me doing this show which is insane i'd not necessarily i think i started the show in october like october 2020 and but and then we're usually pretty consistent but i've occasionally had to skip weeks so so i'm just i'm trying to you know keep it uh keep it exciting for that i gotta make sure i don't skip too many because eventually i think the the 50 year marks are going to be in december and December is our most important month for podcasts on this podcast because it's the Christmas. I don't know. For some reason, we, we go crazy about Christmas. Somehow Palpatine returned. And uh, so, yeah. But, but, like, no. Three years, 150 episodes of Cancel Sweezy. What have we learned? Uh, well, the show's changed a bit, you know, after 150 episodes. Uh, don't remember a lot of what I said during that stuff. Uh 
it started off as just me, like, just going over goofy shit I see, and then it transformed into, because, yeah, eventually, if you, if you start a podcast, which I'm not encouraging anyone at this point to start a podcast, it's, uh, it's, the market's way too oversaturated at this point, so it's kind of just, it's like, why do I need to just do, like, a YouTube show or something like that? That market's oversaturated, too, but I feel like there's always space, you know, I feel like podcasting we're running low on space uh, for the most part like i mean most youtube most podcasts have like just become like youtube shows for the most part if you just watch our highlights it's literally it may just even seem like that but uh no there's all this uh there's all this cool ass shit uh stuff like that so yeah i think it was just uh me doing that i think before that we were doing a interview show some of you remember the Schwedcast. And I think when we're doing that, the problems with that show is like, it was actually a good show. There was, I just think keeping it consistent was just kind of hard, especially dealing with other people. And as like a one man operation type of situation, it's kind of difficult too. So uh, I've been wanting to, I've been saying like, we're going to get interview, do interviews for this show. And I think now that we hit 150, I think it's time again. I think, yeah, they're all going to be over zoom but for the most part uh yeah i think uh overall yeah three three good years a lot of downs uh so we've had a lot so many downs that we may have an extra chromosome that was a cheap joke and why we don't laugh at my sneezing i always hate dude when when you sneeze and then, like, the room is quiet, and then, like, everyone's like, bless you. I'm like, I hate that shit, dude. And I'm like, I hate, I don't know, I don't, do we really need to say bless you after someone sneezes? Can't we get over them? I'm like, yeah, no shit, they sneeze. We live in the middle of nowhere. Like, the pollen is d- terrible. Like, you know, that's just something I've been really thinking about. Like, do we really need to say God bless you or Gesundheit? Isn't, like, the origin of that, like, the origin was that people thought your soul was leaving your body, so I'd say, God bless, or God bless you, they do that, or tight, you know? <clears throat> Isn't that, like, a sign, like, we don't need to do, we don't need to, like, stop what we're doing and recognize that someone is sneezing, you know? That's just, that's some personal thoughts, like, but I hate it when I sneeze, and I'm like, bless you, because I'm like, I don't want to do it back, and I'm like, what am I supposed to say, thank you? Thank you for noticing that I sneezed. You know, we're, it's 2020, we're almost, we're close to 2024 now, which is insane to think about. I thought I'd be dead by now. But, uh, yeah, 150 episodes, uh, and I'm pretty sure since day one, we've done Garth, we've talked Garth. I get, I think the first episode we did talk about Garth, so I should, like, rewatch episode one, just to, like see how much I've changed that because like now like this show is becoming like a time capsule of who I was like every week. It's like almost like you could almost do like, you know, like those like photos of like you every week for like three years. I'm like that. Like I almost have that at this point, or at least, yeah. So yeah, three years of like what I look like. And guess what? You're going to see a lot of weight fluctuation, fluctuation, beard changes, uh, yeah, just, uh, everything, you know, it's crazy. I think, yeah, I may have to check out episode one 
I don't really listen to... I don't even really listen to the episodes after they come out most of the time. I just kind of... You know, I know what I say. You know, I know what I say for the most part, and I'm like, and I, I'm a good judge. I'm like, hey, don't say that enough. I only had to make few edits uh, because of dumb shit I've said, not because of. I'm like, oh, I need to cut that out. I'm like, I just don't care, dude. But no, three years, 150 episodes. I guess the next land, the next mark, should it be 169? Nice. Um, but I don't know. I feel like after 69, it's kind of. Like, do we need to celebrate every 69? Uh, we might have to. Um, but yeah, no. Three years. Three three years of cancel shweezy. People are like... People are like, you're... You know, we're kind of getting to the whole irony of a show called Cancel. Cancel shweezy, and yet... We're rocking three years later. So, uh... Anyways. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, uh I got... Three, I got, was it like three free months of like the Apple Fitness Plus? And I got to say, um, it's a, it's actually a really good thing, especially if an Apple Watch, because it connects your Apple Watch and it really helps you with all your bullshit, you know, working out and stuff like that. But uh, the Fitness Plus, that's like the cool thing about it is like you connect it. It's it's very, yeah, kind of like uh, the, was it the Switch uh, Ring Fit, you know? It's like you can't really try to cheat the system with it as much as you do with uh, in real life workouts. But no, it's really cool. The problem is there's an actual person on the other end of it, and you know I also know that these are like people with you know managers and agents who get them gigs like that. You know, and you know nothing wrong with their uh, their profession. The only problem is I did a 20 minute workout, and I'm going to tell y'all like that uh, on this thing. Just do, like, two or three of the 10-minute workouts and just switch it up. Don't do 20 minutes of one. It is a little brutal. I am sore two days later uh, from the workout. And the problem is I had a very positive, like, you can do this. You just got to think positive thoughts and achieve your dreams. Now get on the ground. We're doing push-ups again. I'm like, you motherfucker. I want to fuck. And I'm, like, making threats, you know, to a dude twice my size in the good way, not the bad way. I mean, I've met some people twice my size in the bad way. Uh, But, like, twice my size in the good way. You know, dude, there's, like, people out there who are not that much taller than me who are, like, t- double, like, my weight, and, uh, not in the healthy way, but, uh, yeah, you know, and then I was thinking, like, man, if I had a personal trainer in real life, that dude better be, better have very, uh, tough skin, because I, because I would be verbally abusing that person, I probably could not have, a, and I, yeah, I don't pick the women trainers, not because they're not good, it's just that, I, I don't know, it makes me self-conscious, even though no one is watching me do it, you know, that'd be funny if they were watching them, like, I see you, you fat fuck, get on the ground and do real push-ups like a man, uh, stuff like that, I don't know, I don't want, I don't want women, I don't know, what, what, is, what does that say about me, because it's not like I'm saying, like, women can't be personal trainers, it's just that if I'm gonna, it would be like if I'm hiring a personal trainer, I'd probably recommend. Also, like a lot of the, a lot of times the personal trainers, like they're in good shape, so they give you the illusion they're hot. I mean, most they're that means yes, they are. Uh, you know, it's not. This is like not like that, but they're also really into fitness and not fitness dick in your mouth. 
And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to fall in love with someone who's into fitness. That's just me. Because, you know, you know, everyone, like, when you date or marry someone or whatever, like, they have interests, and you can't just be like, hey, I want you to stop having those interests now. Like, those interests are kind of like I say baggage, which isn't really baggage. just like, oh, if they're really into CrossFit, like, and that's, like, their favorite thing to do, and you don't like CrossFit, like, you're probably not going to be that good of a couple. Like, you're probably not, it's probably not going to work out. I don't know. Is it weird, yo? Like, sometimes, like, sometimes, like, if I have to go to a cashier at, like, a grocery store or something like that, I do try to go to the attractive girls. That's, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I, during the daytime, though, when all the kids are at school. There we go. I, I, I fixed it. I fixed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, though, uh, yeah, I'm fit. I'm getting in back and trying to get back into shape. Uh, I think this is a, the universe is a sign of like, Hey, you need to be making and releasing music soon. So definitely go that, uh, so that means, yeah, definitely go check out wherever I, wherever you stream music at, you can find me. I'll be there. <laughs> Uh, under Sweezy, that's where you can find my music wherever you stream music at. It should be everywhere. If I'm not everywhere, you can harass me on Instagram. Uh, that's permission to... You can harass me on social media and uh, stuff like that. The little, like, red time frame thing is covering my hair, so hopefully, hopefully I look handsome for all of you. Handsome of that... Handsome of that... Handsome of these balls in your jaws. Um... Yeah, so check that out. Social media, I'm at, at the Shweezy. Another cool way to check me out and uh, see what we're up to. I post I post about anything I'm doing these days on social media. So always, uh, as a Murderer likes to say. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, we do have Patreon. I'm not looking at that much. much, But we also have Cash App and PayPal. Both just great ways for you to make donations and great ways to say thank you for being a friend. You know, you can travel down this road back again. If your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. So uh, if you want to financially support us, make sure you're checking that out. But make sure you're checking out all the free shit you can do. Have you subscribed to Cancel Sweezy? And if you're listening to the show, have you subscribed on YouTube? Because that's the algorithm we're currently trying to infiltrate. And I'm having the worst time saying words today. And this is not a good sign for someone whose job is it to talk into a microphone uh yeah if you're not subscribed make sure you're pressing subscribe that's the easiest thing you can do and it sounds like you're already checking out this show already so uh subscribe you know that's obviously where you listen to the show if you're a listener but if you're you know if you're one of them uh people who are like oh i like watching podcasts or listening to podcasts through youtube or whatever make sure you're checking that out we're trying to we're trying to get into that partner program so definitely go check that out uh, make sure you, you know, like our episodes and our highlights, leave a review, uh, give us a rating if you can, uh, do all that stuff, uh, or else. I identify as a fucking threat. So you definitely want to do that, you know, leave a review, do, do all that shit. So, yeah. And with that being said, let's get into the news. This is previous week right now, the news from last week right now, for those of you who were going to be asking. And, uh, so, yeah, we have a lot of things we can do, um, and, uh, yeah, as our friend Phil Tavrenko, who we don't know, would say, let's just jump into it. So, from Exclaim, I'm assuming I'm going to be seeing a lot more of their shit in the future, uh, more Blink-182 updates, this is, it's going to be the Garth and 
Blink channel, uh, the two polar opposites. Uh, Travis Barker defends mixing of Blink-182's new album, says he recorded all the drums in six hours. Blink-182's newly released reunion album, One More Time, has been met with warm reviews for its throwback pop-punk songs, but some fans are taking exception with the production style, uh, with its very heavy-pitched correction, brick-walled mastering in drums that sit very high in the mix. Now drummer Travis Barker, who also served as the album's producer, has defended the album against criticism over its mixing. Earlier this week, the fan-run Instagram account Blink-182 Italia made a post about how Barker ended up as One More Time's producer. One commenter complained about the drums, pointing out that they overpower the mix and sound like triggers of samples rather than actual live drums. Barker himself responded, pointing out that he didn't actually mix the album. I don't mix the albums, Barker wrote. The best in the business, Adam Hawkins, in Spike's stint did. Another commenter responded that the band should have taken a cue from late producer Jerry Finn, who helped Blink-182's classic era albums by spending weeks on microphone placement and then only a few days on drumming. Barker responded, it was three days of drum sounds and six hours of drum recording. Both Hawkins and Stent have A-list resumes. Hawkins has worked with Britney Spears and 21 Pilots as well as mixing most of Machine Gun Kelly's Tickets to My Down Downfall, which Barker produced. Stent has worked with Taylor Swift, Madonna, Frank Ocean, and many more. Okay, so yeah, I have heard a lot of complaints about uh, definitely One More Time's uh, production uh, and definitely its mixing as well. Um, it's definitely, um, what I will say is it's definitely a 2023 uh, made album. So definitely any production type of techniques uh, you would have there, yeah, basically, it is, uh, I think people are a little upset, you know, with, with Travis, because I think a lot of people, I do, I do feel like, yeah, I was listening to the album, I do feel like a lot more processing of, like, effects and stuff like that, and other mumbo-jumbo that goes into music production and mixing and arranging and everything like that, it was a lot more, of that on this album. I'm not necessarily a complainer about it. I think it's still turned out fine. The last album they did with Tom, Neighborhoods, I feel like the drums, I mean, Travis played phenomenal, obviously. It's Travis Barker. But listening to it a little bit more, it's just like the drums just do not sit well in the mix. I'm not a big fan of how Neighborhoods was mixed. Good album, but I'm not necessarily a big fan of how it's mixed. And so California and uh, Nine are definitely... Blink-182 pop albums, I want to say. I always feel like they're more pop. I feel like they're, I mean, I still have their rock and pop-punk elements to it, but overall, I would say those have very, in regards to production techniques, very pop-produced and stuff. And so, with Travis Barker reigning the helm as a producer on this album, definitely... Uh, he has his own style. Every producer has their own style. And I guess everyone is wanting those classic Jerry Finn recorded Blink-182 albums. And I got to say, if they, I mean, Jerry Finn is not alive. Rest in peace. One of the, one of the greats out there. I'd say if they did that, I don't think the album would be as magical. I mean, I listened to, was it God Save Me by, uh, Machine Gun Kelly yesterday, I want to say. And I was listening to the drums. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely like the same type of sound from that album into, I mean, what that album sounds like with the drums really translate into Blinks, but more more Travis Barker playing Blink-182 
style, I would say. Uh, do I love it? No, it's not my favorite, but I don't think it's as bad as people are saying it is. Uh, you know, they were doing a lot of this stuff. Like, a lot of that stuff was done earlier. Uh, it did sound like samples, but apparently they didn't, or at least uh, they didn't do that when they are in the studio. Usually, um, so I'm trying, here's the example of how how this process worked for those of you confused about how we did it. So they said they spent three days figuring out drum sounds and then eight hours, right? Did he say he, uh, yeah, six hours to record the drums. So basically they had all the arrangements probably figured out on the drums and stuff like that. They were probably, they probably, there's probably demos to like every song out there right now. Uh, so it's not too surprising. And then like, basically they're like, okay, you know, they've been jamming together. They've had to rehearse for, you know, they've been on tour and stuff like that. And so they rehearse all this stuff to that because they want to play it live too. So they probably have like the arrangements down. So it's just sitting down and playing that stuff, you know? And so six hours for that whole album. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this makes sense. You're not thinking about the pre-production that went involved. Three days of drum sounds. It sounds like a lot, but not necessarily. Um, really, if you have, you know, the time, the studio time, obviously, and I think it's Travis's studio itself. So I don't think they had much in regards to like, we have to, we only have a certain amount of time. It's probably the record label crunch that they had. So they spent three days. And so just Travis maybe playing along to a song and, or play along to every song and then try out a different, a bunch of different drums and stuff like that. And just figured out what makes the most sense. Now my upcoming album, I am using a lot of drum samples. I'm sorry to, uh, oh brother, this guy stinks. I'm sorry for anyone who, who that upsets, but yeah. And I spent a good amount of time, like just trying to build like the perfect drum kit that, you know, and that way for, for me, at least on my end, it's like going into the album, like here's how all the drums are going to sound unless we're using like clearly electronic elements, you know? into it so like the drums are going to sound what they sound like and i you know it's nice to build the album at least for the most part around it so like if the drums don't sound good here they're not gonna you know you know it's just a yada 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 and then a lot of times you trigger samples live and you know if you can trigger the exact same sample that was used on the album it's also pretty cool uh, so that's stuff like that. So what tra they recorded old school if it got sent to the mix engineer and they use samples that's another thing but yeah, that's that sounds pretty normal, and especially someone six hours of drumming. Like usually, usually you hear like you know six hours. You know that sounds like a long time, but you usually get bands coming. So we got like four songs, so we think we just perform them all under an hour, and I think we'll be good. Like it's it's a lot more than that. So first of all, you're gonna have to pay me for setup time, and then I'll give them like I'll just do like it shouldn't take me more than an hour to set it set up for the most part. Um, at least get everything set up. Um, doing like a sound check's a little bit different, but you can probably do that day of. And then, yeah, you make sure everything works. Not like the the studio I worked at where we had to stay there till like five in the morning because they're like, oh, the cable's bad. And the cable's bad? We're at a fucking million dollar studio and the cable's bad and that wasn't your first thing? We're like, like the first time, if like an instrument's not make, making sound or whatever, I had to fix like a school guitar the other day. So the first thing I, ch I just check, you know, the how everything goes to the amp, you know, the cable, and then the guitar itself. And then you have to narrow down, is it a bad cable? Is the amp bad? Or is it the, something inside the guitar? And if you can narrow it down to the guitar, then yada yada. We are so off track. But anyways, though, I'm, I'm not a hater of 
This, yeah, it looks, sounds like it was mixed exactly like a Machine Gun Kelly. Um, and Travis Barker has, has a lot of hip-hop influence, too, so you have to realize that's going to be put into a pop-punk song. So everyone who's a hater, um, you don't have to love it, but, like, I have to say it's not bad. Like, if people are... It's definitely better than Neighborhoods. Like, the drums on Neighborhoods, sound-wise, are just not there. So... All right, uh, this is from Variety. Uh, this is our big article of the week. Crisis at Marvel, Jonathan Majors' backup plans, the Marvel's reshoots, reviving original Avengers, and more issues revealed. Okay, so this isn't the actual article. I had in, I had ChatGBT uh, make it shorter because the article is long as fuck, and it would be an entire podcast on that if we wanted to. All right. Uh, Marvel's recent changes in September, uh, Marvel faced a gloomy atmosphere during its annual retreat in Palm Springs. This was a departure from their usual confident and successful demeanor. The studio had been dealing with a series of disappointments in its recent on-screen releases, including issues related to a legal scandal involving one of its major stars. Jonathan Majors, legal troubles, Jonathan Majors, an actor poised to play a significant role in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was facing a trial on domestic violence charges. This has led to concerns with Marvel about how to handle his character, Kang the Conqueror, and the future of the MCU. Marvel considered backup plans, including pivoting to other characters like Doctor Doom. Problems with overexpansion. Marvel's ambitious strategy to expand its brand beyond movies into streaming had led to an overwhelming amount of superhero content, which some viewed as excessive. This demand for continuous content production had stretched Marvel's resources and led to issues with quality control and a muddled narrative and confused viewers. The Marvel's film issued Marvel's upcoming movie, The Marvel's a sequel to Captain Marvel, faced problems with lengthy reshoots and was expected to underperform at the box office. The film's budget was high, and tracking suggests a less successful opening compared to previous Marvel films. VFX problems and unionization issues with the visual effects. VFX in Marvel productions had become apparent with some instances of poor CGI in quantum media. This led to discontent among Marvel's VFX workers, who unanimously voted to unionize in September 2023 due to long hours and low pay. Staff changes. Victoria Alonso, who oversaw physical production, post-production, VFX, and animation at Marvel, was fired due to concerns about the declining quality control of Marvel productions, particularly on the TV front. The firing was attributed to her unauthorized role as an executive producer on a different project and her failure to address the VFX issue. Dilution of quality, the excessive volume of Marvel content was potentially causing audiences to become fatigued, leading to lower quality perceptions and reduced interest in Marvel projects, including podcasts and article. Scrapping unsuccessful projects, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel, was reported to be discontinuing scripts and projects that were not performing well or facing issues. For instance, the Blade reboot had gone through multiple writers and directors, and it was facing budget constraints and script problems. The future of Marvel. To revive Marvel, Disney is considering returning to an Avengers movie with the original cast, even if they were previously killed off. The acquisition of Fox's assets, including X-Men and Fantastic Four, could offer opportunities to rejuvenate the franchise. However, there's concern within the industry that Marvel's best days might be behind it. In summary, the article paints a picture of Marvel facing numerous challenges and setbacks ranging from legal troubles with key actors to issues with overexpansion, quality control, and internal labor disputes. These challenges have raised questions about the future direction and success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, let me break these down. Um, I am the last to the party when it comes to 
uh, whatever this is. And so in my mind, I'm just thinking here, just like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's go into individual projects. I have a lot of opinions on this. And, uh, yeah, the first one, um, obviously talking about their Palm Springs thing. Uh, a lot of this information was leaked and I have been one in creative spaces and especially in rooms. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Where, you know, we're trying to be, draw creative ideas or trying to problem solve. And a lot of times you just throw out a bunch of ideas and sometimes one works, sometimes something doesn't. You just got to see, you know, you throw out an idea, then you let someone else it being, be processed through someone else's brain, stuff like that. So I think a lot of these were just like people sitting in a meeting just being like, uh, all right, our quality, you know, our content is declining. What can we do to do it better? And, you know, someone is like, oh, let's bring back the original Avengers. You know, people are just throwing out ideas. So I feel like some of these are not like everyone's like, they're bringing back the original Avengers. I'm like, no, I mean, I'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, you know, here's I may have just been a whatever, you know, uh, Jonathan Majors. Obviously, if you don't know Jonathan Majors, there was a domestic dispute, I think is the correct word, with him and I guess now his ex. And so the dispute, basically, if you look at, like, even evidence that Jonathan Majors is bringing forward, like, he was smart to lawyer up quick and, and stuff like that. Basically, the, like, the dispute happened. Basically, what was supposedly happened, and I think Jonathan Majors has the receipts on this, uh, his girlfriend attacked him, and I guess in the process, she hurt herself as well. Obviously, eventually, the cops came, and I guess, you know, in the situation, Jonathan Majors got arrested, because obviously, cops are the worst people to exist, and uh, Jonathan Majors is black, and I, I generally think, like, they just arrested him for that. And then, you know, more stuff is coming out. He has, you know, there's, a, like, a trial going on, and no one really knows what to think about it, because, like, the what Jonathan Majors is showing is just, like, he's he's actually a victim. I think that chick, Grace Jabari, I think is her name, I think she got arrested for that. So, very confusing. And then Rolling Stone released an article about, like, Jonathan Majors, like, some chick he dated didn't like him or whatever and said he was the worst. And then people who worked on a movie with him. And I don't know. Like, one, I don't know. You know, I don't want to victim blame here, but there there is something... You know, I don't think Marvel, like, I don't know how many people are actually straight up, like, defending, like, you just let Jonathan Majors go. He didn't do anything wrong. But, like, we're also, like, you know, like, let's just, you know. And I think Marvel's doing the right thing and just wait and see how things plan out and stuff like that. And I like that. Uh, I think it's a little too soon. I mean, it's okay to introduce Doctor Doom. Like, Marvel really needs to start. They're really going to get rolling, at least teasing the Fantastic Four in, like, official shows and stuff like that. Uh... I heard there's leaks to the Marvels, but I don't know the post credit scene yet. Um, so, yeah, no, I think with that, I think we're just waiting. And I think at the end of the day, don't switch to Doom, even though he is an important character of Secret Wars. Like, Marvel did, you know, people were like, how are you going to do Secret Wars without Doctor Doom? Like, they still can. It's just not going to be the same Doctor Doom. Uh, like, they did Thanos without Mistress Death, and it worked perfectly. It, it, it was actually a more, a better version of the story. He's like, I'm trying to impress some chick, so I'm going to kill everyone. Versus, I want to save the universe, so I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. They did that. They made Tony Stark the creator of Ultron. And I think generally that worked out, too. Like, 
you think about it later, like, we were all like, I can't believe they're making Tony Stark the inventor of Ultron when it's supposed to be Hank Pym. And then the next Marvel movie introduces Hank Pym into the MCU. So, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, overall, I think they made it work. You know, maybe it could have been cooler. Uh, they could have done a lot more with Ultron. Uh, you know, at the end of that, like, you know, I think it'll, it, it'll work with Kang. Especially if I think I'm hearing rumors correctly, like... I don't. I haven't seen the last episode of Loki yet. It comes out the day after this episode comes out. But like Loki becomes like the ver- a version of like the Beyonder, and like he's creating an army to take down Kang, and so he's getting the best Avengers from the multiverse, and that leads into Deadpool, yada yada yada. So yeah, definitely that uh, over expansion. Yeah, they have been doing way too much, and I think you know it's it was a good you know it was it was the idea itself was a good idea, you know, I think the Bob Chapek was like, let's get more content going, you know, you know, let's get some more content, so, like, yeah, we're gonna approve, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, we're gonna give you guys a bigger budget, and, like, we're gonna make more content, stuff like that, and in regards to how Marvel's been working out, yeah, and just making it spread too thin, it's not really working it out, unless, like, unless it'd be something like, like, remember when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like, this doesn't matter, you know, like, these shows don't matter. They don't count, you know? Uh, but, yeah, they definitely... I liked... I, I loved when, it, like, every week there was a new Marvel thing or a Star Wars thing on, but... Yeah, I'd rather... I think, at the end of the day, I'd probably rather, like, be really excited when one comes out being like, oh, here's the new thing this week, you know? So, yeah, we all know they've been spread too thin, and I think they're going to get... It. I think with the Multiverse Saga, they're, it's just going to be one of those had a rough start, but they're going to nail the landing. That's how I feel... It's going to go, and people are worried uh, more about that. I think I can... Um, they talk about the characters. Um, yeah, I think we talked about that in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, the Marvels film, I haven't seen it yet, but people are already like, it sucks, this movie sucks. Like, the movie's not even out yet. I get so goddamn annoyed when people are like, this movie already sucks, and the movie hasn't come out yet. Like, the people are, like, you know, you know, like, when Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer came out, people are, people said before the movies came out, like, these are going to be the best movies of all time. It's so weird. People are just going to be like, these are, this movie's so good. And then another thing, I'm like, this is, this sucks already. I'm like, watch a movie first and then decide if you like it or not, okay? Like, don't say something sucks if you haven't seen it. Watch it first and then make an opinion, you know? I get so annoyed with people who have, like, opinions on shit they haven't read, you know? Especially people who are like, oh, that's very Machiavellian of you. And you're like, have you read The Prince? And you're like, they're like, no. I'm like, I have. So, don't you, you don't know what you mean. You don't no clue what you're saying. So, that's my issue with the Marvels. I haven't seen it. I'll have, next week, uh, we're going to talk about Loki in the Marvels. So, uh, hope you all get excited. You bet I'm coming up in May. VFX problems and unionization. Yeah, they needed to form a union. Um, definitely... The CGI just seems stretched thin. I remember they were like, it takes like five years to make a movie with CGI. And now it's like, yeah, we can do it like a year. Like, we can get it. We can do a turnaround pretty quick. And uh, yeah, you're starting to notice. Even in like No Way Home, you know, the train, Doctor Strange v. Spider-Man scene. Like, you some you can tell when it's like a green screen background. Not where I'm at if you're watching. But yeah, no, the, the CGI unionizing was a good thing. Like, it's definitely, it definitely shows the quality over quantity uh the quantity isn't working for marvel especially because they require so much vfx because 
and, and like Feige's opinions are, let's make the movie and then change everything after that and do reshoots and stuff like that. That's a big thing or VFX, like what we need to do. And so if you need good VFX, then you really need to less stuff going on so they can prioritize the content more. And, you know, if someone's being paid, you know, definitely a job like that. If, if they have to do overtime, they get paid overtime, you know, don't try to work around that shit. Uh, staff changes. I don't know. I mean, with the VFX issues, Victoria Alonso, I feel like Victoria Alonso wants to do different things. And then I think Marvel needed to downsize a lot of Marvel. A lot of Disney downsizing has been going on mainly because they're like, uh, quantity is not working for us. Let's get back to quantity, you know? Uh, yeah. Disillusion of quality. Yeah. You can definitely too much, too much stuff and the quality just dipped a little bit. So, and like I said, and you know, and honestly, I love the Marvel stuff. I think the only real unforgivable project they've had was secret invasion because it just like, it just seemed like no one gave a shit besides like the actors and like the actors are doing like these like 10 out of 10 performances to like dog shit. You know, it's like they're, it's like cooking a turd like at a five-star restaurant. Like it's still a fucking turd, dude. Um, scrapping on successful projects. I, I think this is okay, but right now they're going to be scrapping a lot of shit that's like, because when they first started there, they had like B team, the, the Avengers, the B team, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, like that's who they had. And then now that like those characters are kind of, the veterans and retiring. Now they're introducing new heroes and really those heroes aren't that popular. The echo show looks fucking awesome because I think it's going to be a lot of Kingpin and Kingpin just being a fucking psycho. It uh, looks awesome. But like echo as a character, you know, like they're at that point where you're like, let's try to make a, any character work for us. And like that, it's just sometimes some characters, especially in the Marvel universe, really only work if they're just, like, in someone else's story. And, like, it's nice with Echo, like, oh, you get, like, a background on her, and then when a, they eventually make the new Daredevil show, like, hopefully she shows up and you just know her. I see her around from time to time, but, you know, we don't need a ton of Echo content. Like, she's just good to show up in other people's content, you know? And, uh, like, Wonder Man, that sounded bad. Like, you know, even, like, the Agatha show doesn't even seem that good unless they're going to set up like, all the magic shows, you know, and movies, like, they don't sound like like they're going to work unless they're going to do a Midnight Suns. They're eventually leading up to the Midnight Suns. Like, you know, Midnight Suns and Young Avengers are, like, the only two that you don't really see coming. Thunderbolts you kind of saw coming, and now that, that's confirmed. Um, the future of Marvel, oh, yeah, when they bring up, bring back the old G Avengers. I'm like, I don't know. Like, obviously you're hearing about Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson signing contracts right now. And I think, if I believe right, what they're planning to do is they're probably for Secret Wars. And, you know, obviously give them a big-ass check and, like, make that, like, the biggest movie. Like, they're they're wanting to overdo Endgame. We got to do that. That's why I think, like, the end goal, I think they're going to nail it. Like, Secret Wars, I think they're just going to nail that movie. It's just, we got to get there first. And it's been a kind of rough patch getting there. And I think lowering the amount of content is really going to help that out and stuff like that. So that's going to be real cool. Cause it sounds like Hugh Jackman and Tobey Maguire are going to be two of the leads. And I think it's just two of the leads. You didn't expect to be a lead. And then we were like, it's just going to be their movie. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I think it'd be a cool idea. 
at the end of it, they kind of want to reboot, in a sense, the Marvel Universe. And so I think that's the best way to do it is with Secret Wars. And that way, like, you still have, like, Doctor Strange. I think Benedict Cumberbatch will do it as long as, like, they're making good stories. Uh, I think Anthony Mackie's up for doing stuff as long as he can. I think Mark Ruffalo even said, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep doing this as long as they'll have me. Which is awesome for the Hulk because the Hulk is supposed to be... There's, like, one comic story where, like... Bruce Banner slash the Hulk is the last living person on Earth, and, like, Bruce is, like, ancient and old, but with how the gamma radiation works anytime it's, like, he's in danger or, like, dying, the Hulk takes over, and, I don't know, there's a lot of interesting, there's a lot of good Hulk stories they can still tell in the MCU, so I think they just need to nail the landing to get to Secret Wars, and then after that, Fantastic Four and X-Men, like, it'll be a cakewalk after that, like, and then you have Spider-Man a little bit too. Like it's going to be a cakewalk. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, the meeting was like, let's move forward. We got a lower quantity, got to raise quality and move on from there. So, you know, obviously that I think Marvel's going to be in a good place. You know, sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to get back up. And I really hope the secret invasion is rock bottom for Marvel. Please don't tell me they can go lower. Like, I don't think that, like, they're not the kind of people that make Morbius, but, like, oh, my God, dude. That's one of those nose itch days, folks. All right, last article we got here uh, from the Tennessean, uh, a segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, Garth Brooks' Black Friday Honky Tonk grand opening will be a prime video broadcast. On October 10th, Garth announced another in his dive bar concert series events. The latest is scheduled for the grand opening of his new Nashville bar in Honky Tonk. Friends and low places on Black Friday, November 24th at 7 p.m., 6 p.m. Central Time. Brooks also announced that Amazon Music, his longtime partner for his streaming music musical releases, will air the event on a Black Friday Amazon Music Live AML, AML special. The concert will air after Amazon's exclusive Prime Video broadcast of the National Football League's first-ever Black Friday game featuring the Miami Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets on Prime Video. Prime Video will provide free access to Brooks' concert even to those with a Prime membership or an Amazon account. Without, oh, okay. A statement released by Brooks and Amazon Music said the Nashville event is sold out after already earned over 3 million ticket requests from fans who have attempted to earn tickets to the listening to the dance to the the dance <laughs> vocalist new the big six one five teen in radio station blah 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 Amazon Music Live and Garth how much more of this is it? yeah that's all he's opening up his bar he's gonna do it on all I gotta say is you know how we're we look at the Roman Empire because obviously all men think about it at least once a week and like you remember how they did like gladiators and public executions are we just getting back to public executions are we that bored now. The fact that we have the whole world at our fingertips on our phone. Are we at that point now where we just do that, you know, public executions? Because I did I did see myself being a little bored the other day. I'm like, I kind of want to watch people fight to the death. And it's not like I want to watch, you know, I'm like, I don't I don't like the death part, but I like the having the stakes being high, you know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm in too deep. Maybe, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the problem. Oh brother, this guy stinks! 
FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helped you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is episode 150. Did I have anything cool planned? Maybe. Did it work out? No. So <laughs> let's look at this. I found this article from a website called Demilked. Uh, 
I hope you enjoyed that pronunciation of it. Just the the music school vocal nerd in me, just like over pronouncing consonants, consonants, you know, that's what you do. And then the rest of the time, I'm just like speaking fucking gibberish. I'm surprised some like sometimes you know like the the auto captions like when they get to a strange word, you know, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this one, uh, let's jump into it. Um, 30 times people embarrassed themselves so badly that people had to share it on the sad cringe online community, okay? Sad cringe, is it like a website or what is it? There's whatever that is. Um, let's look up here. Uh, number one, I got a text from my friend after we already called and talked the previous night. All right, so here's the chat exchange, I believe. Uh, the blue is a girl and the gray is supposed to be a boy. So let me do my acting. So <clears throat> driving, call you in a bit. Hi. Ah, shit. Supposed to call you back. Passed out. Y'all good? Y'all goods? Yeah, sort of. Wanted to talk to you about cars. What do you need? I have a girlfriend. Please stop contacting me. LMAO, please phone down and check your insecurities. So, um, yeah, that is fun when you're talking to a girl. It's not even like a, not even like sexual or romantic or anything. You're just, you're just like texting and all of a sudden it's like, please don't talk to me, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> you're just like... My bad, I didn't realize I was talking to him. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That that really just shows like if you're if you really have to like take your partner's phone and do that. Uh I mean there's one thing like it's okay to like wanna like you're curious what's going on. It's a I mean curiosity is a normal thing, but like when you're actually going in and like trying to solve the problem yourself or like or something like that, just uh you need to chill the fuck out, dude. Uh, okay, number two, one-way friendship. I found this at Salvation Army today. I made it a couple year, years ago for a friend. I don't know, man. Like, that looks like something you made. I don't, I, like, first of all, the glass itself does not look expensive. Like, it's definitely a plastic type of glass. Uh, maybe there's a better term for it. Like, I don't know. It's like a plastic cup that kind of has glass cup vibes. And then it looks like you added glitter on it. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem like something... That sounds like something like a kid would give a parent from what it looks like this gift is. Uh, the fact... It, it, probably it's like, you're moving. I need to take less stuff with me. This has to go. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like... If, if this is the problem, you're like, our friendship was forged through this shitty craft plastic glass I made for you, I think, I don't know, man, it's, life isn't Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, number three just says, oof, song by me, which is on Spotify, uh, it's, uh, it's a trash can, uh, and inside the trash can is a sign, <laughs> uh, it has Goku, uh, the blonde Goku, uh, I can't remember the actual Super Saiyan, isn't that what, yeah, that's what it is, I've only watched, I've, I've watched a little bit of that. I'm just saying, saying like from Dragon Ball Z. Hold on. 
you should Goku, and Goku, prom with me. It's in the trash. So, uh, chances are, when usually when someone makes a romantic gesture and makes a whole ass sign, uh, usually if the other the person on the other side really is flattered by it, they usually keep that sign at least for a little bit until you at least break up or some shit. This is in the trash, meaning it did not go well. And uh, all I can say is that's rough, buddy. Uh, that is that is pretty rough. All right, more text exchange. Uh, number four, the balls on this guy. All right, and uh, it's all all gray, all gray text. So someone received this. Hey, sorry to hear about your grandma. I'm here to talk if you want. But also, you said you would send tits a couple days ago, and you never did. But it's okay. I get it. You have a lot going on. Just when you get the chance. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, at the end of the day, game is game. But uh, you probably have a bit of a touch of the tism. Uh, what I realized, uh, I realized that I don't have the full-blown tism. I just have, I probably just don't have good social skills. I think that's probably my problem. I probably just don't have good social skills. Uh, and uh, apparently a big thing is, like, if your autism is a problem, uh, what they'll say is, do you, like, if I had to, I did a test, because I was, I guess I was finally brave enough to go into the, uh, do I have autism test, uh, I went in and they're like, here's some facial patterns. Uh, uh, answer with like the correct emotion. And it's like, oh, that person looks sad. That person looks angry. That person looks super happy, you know, and stuff like that. And I got, I, I passed that test, uh, which in regards to do I have autism? I think it's, I failed that test. So, uh, you know, it's just about your perspective on life. Uh, but this guy might have a bit of it. Or he's just extremely horny. I don't know, man. If if a chick's like, I'm going to suck your dick. And I know it's not similar to this situation, but if a chick's like, I'm going to suck your dick. Uh, I'm going to suck your dick on Friday, and it's Monday. And then Wednesday comes around, and a family member died. Uh, in my mind, I would like to make getting the blowjob work. But I would eventually have to be like, God fucking damn it. Could your grandma died like one week later could she have just died one week later but at the same because like you have to accept it I'm like what I'm like, you're not gonna like most guys are not this guy just being like i know your grandma died but can you show me your tits you know yeah that's the great thing about tits though is it's kind of like not really a genital so you can always sometimes you can just be like can i see your tits and sometimes chicks will just show you um yeah, but uh, sometimes you need to read the room, and this guy definitely did not do that. So uh, if, if you're a fella out there, don't do this, okay? Uh, number five, no one came to his party. Uh, so is anyone coming or no? And that's on Snapchat. Oh, buddy. That is one of those things. That's the, that is one of those things if you're not, like, the extrovert of the group and you want to throw a party. Like, what you have to do is find the extroverts in the group and have them like, I need you to be here. Like you just like really, really almost like force them to come for you. And then usually those guys are the ones who are bringing like five other people and like coming. I was like, I, I realized that. Yeah. It's like, you know, I usually 
it's usually situations like, hey, do you want to go out and like get dinner sometime? You know, it's like okay, and then they're like, I brought three other friends with me. And I'm like, okay, I, I wanted this to be a one on one thing, but okay. Uh, and then like I don't know, so it always happens like when I don't want, when it's just I just want like a one on one. It's like they're always bringing friends, and then it's like I'm playing a show. I'm like, yeah, bring every person you goddamn fucking out. They they bring like maybe one person, or they just show up alone. I'm like, can we like figure that? Can we? Can we, like, reverse the two, you know? You know, can life not be that way? But, uh, um, for this guy... That's rough, buddy. He definitely deserves that, dude. Uh, can you guess who the fourth boy is? I was in my friend's... Uh, looks like things loaded. I was in my friend's TikTok, and some girl commented, OMG, the first three boys are so cute. Can you guess who the fourth boy is? I'm gonna make a guess. I think I can guess who the fourth boy is. Was it the person who posted this tweet? Was it you? Were you the one? Were you the fourth fourth boy? Uh, have I ever had that problem? I've had some friends who are better looking than me, and they're like, "That guy's cute." And I'm like, can we not? I always hit. Yeah, I always get called handsome, and I don't know if that. You know, it's a good. It's a good compliment, but are like, don't you want to be sexy? You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a fucking. That's rough, buddy. For you two. This one looks rough. Self-report. Spent about $200 on food, drink, and decorations for my 30th birthday party. Nobody showed up, either ghosted, canceled last minute, or couldn't come until late. Uh, yeah, buddy. Um, here's the thing with situations like that. I know you, like, sometimes if you plan, like, a party or whatever... Like, sometimes it's just a bad date for everyone you want to come. So sometimes it's, like, better to figure out a day that'll work for everyone. And when you figure that out, like, I think you can usually, if you kind of figure out a good day that works. Like I said, for the extroverts in your friend group, you know, the ones that are, because you know your friends who are going to bring multiple people, you know. You know those friends. So figure out what days those are, guys are available, because then... Your party will be good. Like I don't know. I've, I'm not like a, I'm not the a guy who was always like, let's have a party at my house. But you know, I have the regular shindig. I had people over yesterday. Actually, my mom had people over yesterday. I just cooked because I am a good host. You know, and uh, for that guy, that's rough, buddy. Okay, maybe don't do this. Um, clearly, I want to say I think this is Dylan Sprouse, not Cole Sprouse. I, I want to say this is Dylan Sprouse. Uh, Dylan played Cody, Zach and Cody, right? I know those, two, I can tell those two apart, but yeah. Um, and then this is a Discord thread. K, OMG, look at this cute guy on the train. I think he was looking at me. Also, Dylan Sprouse is, wait, I think that's Cole Sprouse. Maybe I don't know who, I, I know who's Zach and who's Cody. I think Cole played Cody, right? Okay, so that's Cole Sprouse. And he's playing his 3DS, headphones plugged in, yada yada, this chick's just taking a picture of him. And then replying, he probably is thinking, wow, I can't wait to get off this creep, to get off this creepy woman is taking pictures of me. And then the original poster's like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, maybe just don't, I used to like to take pictures of our favorite flit fetish friend, TJ Marr. Ghost Town Remedy, uh, uh, I just like anyone who even slightly looked like him posted on Instagram, I'm like, I don't think I should do this anymore. I don't think this is a good thing to do. I don't think people like being posted on my Instagram without their permission, you know? 
or not in a situation where they know they're being photographed. You know, it's like a situation, if someone knows they're being photographed and takes a picture, it's like, you have every right to post them on your social media and stuff like that. For the most, I mean, most situations, like, unless they're like one of those, like, hey, don't post pictures of me getting fucking blackout drunk. I'm like, mm, that's that makes sense, okay. Just like, yeah, you know, we all know the situations. It's like, I don't know, it's like, well, let's take a group picture. And then you take your group picture, you know, like, and then someone's going to post it. I'm like, what? I don't look good. I can't believe you didn't ask my permission. Shut the fuck up. Uh, uh, number nine, I salute this cringe. Uh, all right, so clearly I see the name Matt. So it's clearly a guy. We all know a guy named Matt. Uh, I have a, I have, I know someone named Matt. He might be related to me. Uh, and uh, he, I don't think he's ever touched a woman, so... Hope you're sleeping well. Had fun with you and Chloe. Just know this, even though I'm 29, I value you two girls very much. When I took a vulnerable woman out of a bar and made her safe, it was the best feeling in the world as a man. I didn't realize it until three weeks later because I just did it naturally without thinking anything of it. That being said, if you girls are in need of help, do not hesitate to let tell me, okay? I'm a U.S. Marine, and I will gladly protect you, pretty girls, because you're my sweethearts now. Even though I'm much older, you're safe with me, so I'll do whatever I can to make you feel comfortable. Okay? Sleep well. <laughs> the response. Wrong person, bro. Don't send that to whoever you thought you were sending it to. <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, it's just like a... Man proposes and it's God not him. disposes. It's, uh, Let's go full throttle. Feel like a woman, a real woman. This is the type of guy you get. That's fucking Good Morning Julia. <laughs> Just in text room, dude. You, you that that's not that's not necessarily cringe. It's dodged a bullet. Sounds like a uh, you got the wrong Snapchat. But yeah, do not send this. So like the first half had me like, yeah, you know. When you're out drinking with friends in 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 regards to friends, uh, friends who are women, not your Amazonian kickboxer friends. They don't count. Uh, they only you don't have to worry about them unless the guy is twice their size. Uh, but you know your normal friends who are women. It's not even like a, I'm gonna try to fuck them type of friend. They're just friends. Uh, it is it is like a responsibility of of the fellas to like make sure they don't uh, get abducted and. The other bad words, you know, that happen to women, you know, it, it is kind of like, you gotta like, and honestly, I hope like that shit never has to go down because I'm like, it's just looking at me. It's like, I could, if the guy's like, really, I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, that woman and they see me as like her bodyguard, like, I'm like, that's gonna be rough. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping they understand my threats. But, uh, uh, yet again, that's rough, buddy. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Facts. My sister dated a guy who was so into anime that he would have her hold the phone in front of her face so he would watch hentai during sex. If that guy can get a girl, anime isn't the problem. And then someone in the comments is just like, say what now? Because <laughs> they don't know what the hell they just read. Um, I want to meet your sister, though. Like... Look, you know, like, 
I'm 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 just your I'm like an average degenerate. Like my my degenerate is like musician degenerate, you know. I've never dated a chick who would ever be like like I would never date a chick who would be like, okay, put put your phone I'm gonna hold the phone in front of my face. That way you can look at your fucking cartoon porn. That way you can come. Like, I've never dated a chick who's like that. I'm, I don't know. I, 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 I haven't found that woman. So my question is, I don't think, if we're talking about high-value people, I don't think your sister's a high-value person. And she's letting guys fucking, she's letting guys inside. Cause, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not slut, no slut-shaming here, but I am saying, ladies, if a guy's like, hold, hold the phone in front of your face so I can look at porn, Whatever, even point. If I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm on the hub right now. This is the, I like this chick. This is who I want to pretend you are right now. So you know, it's yeah, you know, it's her. I you know, I blame her. You know, you know, you know. That's rough, buddy. Uh, no one showed up to the speeding dating event. I think you just can call it speed dating, folks. Uh, yeah, you know, I I've come to realize that most uh. Most people who need to show up to, like, singles nights or, like, speed dating and shit like that. Um, I don't know, man. Have you just tried talking to a girl? Uh, you know? You know, I was, like, substitute teaching the other day. And, uh, like, there was a teacher. Like, I don't know. The, the way the hallway was set up and, like, I always... She was one of those teachers that always go, went out of her office or whatever. You know? And her... I guess her office was, like in a viewpoint where I could look out into the hallway, you know? And so I ask the students normally, I'm just like, hey, guys, 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 see that teacher right there? Is she single? And then eventually I figured out that she is married with a kid. So, like, obviously I'm not going to pursue any further. However, we're talking about kids, and especially teenage girls. And they're going to, they tell fucking everybody. So I'm hoping... Things don't get weird with that teacher, and I'm just like, I, I wasn't gonna. I just was curious. Please take it as a compliment, please. And I don't know. Yeah, and it's weird though because like I'm I'm in that area where you know, uh, it's like a flip of a coin if a woman will be like, "You're attractive." No, you're a, no. I'm not into it. You know, and I'm not saying I'm ugly. I'm just saying like, you know, someone could be like attractive, and like it's still like a chance of like, am I attracted to them? Am I not, you know? Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, sheesh! Gary, zero friends wished you a happy birthday. I think we all know that Gary probably is not on social media. He just has the account for some reason. So many people I know with just social media accounts who don't post. And my favorite thing about it is they're married and, like, you know, you're, you, you know, you don't want your friends going through marital issues, you know? Like... Because that, that's just, I don't know, dude. You know, one, like, you care about your friends, obviously. But two, you also don't want to hear about it at the same time. So that's why you, a good friend would be like, I'm happy your marriage is going well. And when they don't post about their marriage, it means it's going pretty well. Or they got divorced and are not bad people. So, uh, Instagram questions aren't anonymous. Very true. Uh, what size are your beautiful breasts? Do you like them stoked on? Sucked on. Okay. Because it was blocked out. 
Sucked is apparently a bad word now. You know this isn't anonymous, right? And I see you at work, dude. You can't do that to co Like, you have to be respect. Like, if you're interested in dating a coworker, you know, you cannot be a pervert, dude. <laughs> you cannot. Because it's like, you have to be, like, if you're wanting to, like, even if you, if even if it's like, if you just want to hook up with a coworker, you cannot ever be sexual at all. Like, because that's just, I think it's just harassment after that, you know? Uh, do not talk to his girl. Text thread. Keep talking to my girl and we're going to have some issues, bitch. Dude, who the fuck are you? Your worst fucking nightmare. Quit talking to Emma. And then there's a more zombie monster fight version of Freddy Fastbear. And I've only played the first game, FYI. I haven't seen the movie yet. And then the guy's like, okie dokie. <laughs> After you see that shit, you're like, you know, I, I don't think she's not that. Like, you ever, like, you know, you think a chick's hot and then, like, the baggage comes up. And in this case, the baggage is the the boyfriend who's also way into Five Nights at Freddy's at the same time. And you're just like, you know what? I don't, she's not that hot, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, and for the ladies out there who've been in that situation, it's not that you're, you're not ugly. It's just the, your baggage outweighs your beauty. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to have that. And you're like, my beauty outweighs my, I don't know. I don't know where I was going to go with that. Uh, number 15, if you can't convince him, surely everyone else can. And um, this is the, uh, this is, this is, uh, this is uh, pretty rough. We know what we know what button they're getting. How it started versus how it's going. So the first photo is like, hey, we're out somewhere today. Let's take a photo together to let everyone know that we went out on a date. The second one looks like time has passed. Uh, he looks a bit thicker, uh, maybe muscle. Uh, there is a sign covering his chest, so he could be really fucking fat. And I just don't notice. And uh, the second sign is, convince my boyfriend to propose. Now, ladies, this is this is just a guy telling you this, so do not take it personally, but uh, take it as a fact. You know, I think for me, you know, for me, I'm not religious anymore, and so mar- all marriage really is to me is like a legal thing now, uh... But uh, but it's also, I think it's somewhat of a commitment. It's a com- legal commitment at the end of the day. And so, like, I've dated, you know, you date someone and you'd be like, I'm committed. I don't think we're going to break up, you know, and you just date, you know. Like Woody Allen. No, that's a horrible example. <laughs> just like Woody Allen. Uh, and so, like, you know, I think about it in my soul. It's like, if I meet someone and I'm like, I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, you know. you get, You get that vibe. In my end, like, I don't care if we get married or not. Like, that doesn't necessarily bother me. Also, I don't have any money at this point, so it's not, like, anything, like, I'm going to put a prenup on guitars and shit, <laughs> like, shit like that. I'm like, I want his guitars when when we get the Varth. Uh, if you're at a point where, like, you guys are, you both have gained weight, you know, like, time has passed enough where at least he's gained some weight, and he also looks shorter in this photo, too. Just, like, if he's not going to propose, and, like, you have to convince him to propose, he's not into you. Like, he's not interested in you. Like, he, he don't, you're, he's, he's just keeping you around to not be lonely. So if you really want someone who's, like, for, like, a husband, marriage, and shit like that, I don't think that's, I don't think it's going to be him. Uh, he also might be gay. So that's also another question, because I am getting... 
Well, I don't know that first photo. I don't. He looks cowboyish, so I don't know. But he looks very. I don't know. He has like. I don't know. I shouldn't be like trying to guess if someone's gay from a picture. I don't think that's how life should work. Uh, that feeling is contagious. Do you feel anything for me? I think I feel sorry for you. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> that's fucking. Chef's kiss. That's that is perfect. Do you feel anything for me? I feel sorry for you. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you all agree with me too, because you're the audience, and that was an audience laugh track. All right, number seventeen. He bought Tinder Gold to improve his chances, but still. All right, so I'm going to read this for the audio listeners. You swiped fifty nine thousand seven hundred and sixty times. Uh, swipes left one hundred and eighty three. So a majority of this. Uh, I don't know. I have the calcul. I have to pull that calculator on my watch up. Um. All right. So, if I'm going to use the calculator here, all right. So, 183 out of five nine seven six zero. Okay. So, like. Point zero three percent of the people you swiped left on, okay? So you barely swiped left on anyone, according to this data, okay? You added the 59,577, 342 matches, okay? Which, considering how many fucking bots are on Tinder, like, just trying to scam people, um, I'm not going to say it's the worst. Uh, someone else may be smarter than me. Chats, which means you actually talk to a real person. Which, but actually, actually, I didn't even consider your matches could be bots. 162 chats, and most of the chats I've experienced on dating apps are bots and shit like that. Some guy named Muhammad. Zero dates. Zero dates, okay? Zero relationships, zero casual sex, and zero marriage. So, in conclusion, uh, like... Tinder gold does not really help you. I think it just makes. So, I don't know. I'm just in a mindset that dating apps don't work. Like, they only, like, they only really work if both people are actually interested in relationships. And usually the people who are like, oh, I'm not going to go out. Because I used it during the pandemic because I couldn't, like, go out and do shit. And I was like, I hate every person on this app, you know? I hate all of you, you know? It's like people with bad personalities trying to find love. And like, and I have a good personality. And if you're like, no, you don't, um, go fuck yourself. Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. Yeah, I, I just think like it's just boring people trying to be boring people with way too high of expectations. So I don't know. I, I'm really just a big proponent on just get off dating apps. Just talk to people in real life, you know. Because I just feel like if I have to shoot my shot on the internet versus in real life, I feel like I have a better chance in real life. I don't know. Make women uncomfortable. That's how I'm doing it. Uh, yeah. But for this guy, do we have do we have one for him? That's rough, buddy. All right, next one. I cooked dinner for my girlfriend last night and thought I did a good job. Okay. Uh, I cooked dinner for my girlfriend last night and thought I did a good job until we were watching videos on her phone and a text from her mom popped up that said, I'm sure he tried his best, just eat it. You know? I don't have that problem. I I think I, I can cook 
I know a couple moons I can cook really well. I can. I, I realized yesterday, it's like, I prefer to, like, cook for people, but if it's, like, cook food for yourself, I'm like, oh, no, I hate that. I don't know why that is, but, yeah, when it's, like, cooking for other people, yeah, I made, long story short, my mom had people over, and I made pulled pork, mac and cheese, you know, bar, real barbecue, because I'm the best, and uh, I got to say, it actually was probably some of my best work, and uh, so I'm not going to have to deal with that. Also, what would I mean? I don't know, I'll just go to a rest. <coughs> I don't know. I'm a picky eater, so I don't know. Maybe just go to a restaurant. <clears throat> We're almost done. Uh, what about a Reddit virgin orgy? 18 plus. Thank you for confirming that. Maybe a virgin woman on Reddit would let us gangbang her 12 on 1. We could have an orgy and all lose our virginities together. This isn't a thread where I am looking for a woman to come and post her desires to try this more like this is me just brainstorming ideas and how we can all lose our virginities. Uh, that way, the woman loses hers and us men finally get rid of ours. Sounds like a good deal. Um, just I'm just imagining the orgy. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know how many of you virgins out there are listening to this show. Uh, I, I can speak for the fellas. I'll talk to the fellas here. Fellas... If you're looking to sleep with a virgin, um, I'm going to give you just some advice. Uh, I can't say I know everything about women, but I at least know enough to tell you that uh, no woman wants... I'd, I'd be really surprised if any woman wants to lose her virginity uh, through a 12-on-1 gangbang, okay? Uh I feel like any chick, the only chicks I, I feel like I even know are porn stars who would do a gangbang. And it's really like, one, they're sexual athletes at the same time. So, like, they're, you know, they're just, like, on a roll. And then, and you know, they're like that. And then, like, they're also getting paid to do it, too. So it's not like a... So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm just going to break someone's heart in saying... Uh, no woman wants to lose her virginity to a 12-man orgy, okay? Just just some life advice here for all you people out there, okay? That's rough, buddy. Finally, Betty, bet he, okay, some wordplay here, regrets telling her that. All right. Oh, no, wait. No, we have 10 more. Shit. Uh, Betty White dying at 99, making me realize how I didn't give you 100% in our relationship. Betty, bet he, Treats you better than me, for real, but things ain't always black and white. Anyway, you don't have to text back. Tell your mom I said hey. And then the next person, please don't tell me this is how I find out that Betty White's dead. <laughs> Betty White's dead from a fuck boy you dated. Dude. That's rough, buddy. For real. When you have run out of attention and need others to acknowledge things that didn't happen. All right, so this looks like it was probably posted on social media. Here's the here's the letter, dear mommy. Okay, um, I'm so proud of you for being strong and slaying, slaying all day every day. Daddy was an idiot for letting you go. P.S. I made you a Play-Doh heart with a with our initials. I love you, mommy, Eric. Um, 
the handwriting looks really good. So I'm going to make a lot of guesses here that Eric is not a child. Like if a child, like, you know, if like your five-year-old son made this for his mom, I'm like, aw, aw, even your dad leaving, aw, it's kind of, kind of adorable. But like if I send this to my mom, first of all, my mom's like, what do you, my mom would be like, what do you want? <laughs> you know, she'd think I'm going to want something out of this. Uh, second of all, bleh. I think that, I think I solved it. All right, wait. What's your real son on my bed? I came home late at night. Shit, this note from my seven-year-old son on my bed. He's more of a man than some thirty-year-olds. Oh my god, that was an actual child. There's no way an actual child wrote. Oh yeah, we all know a child didn't write that. So <laughs> the handwriting's way too neat for a kid. I don't even care. Kids with good handwriting don't even write that well. Uh, this one's my favorite. I think I sent this one to Josh already. Our good friends at Dank Memes. Uh, my mom passed away recently, though. I would add her to this legendary image. It's like, join us, Nancy. And also, the mom uh, looks young, so she probably did not die of old age. Um, and it's one of those memes that has like Harambe, Club Penguin, Princess Leia, uh, a dog, Stanley, the raccoon. They based Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy off of uh, Vern Troyer, Tupac, uh, what I think is the grandma from Napoleon Dynamite, Mac Miller, Steve Irwin, Billy May, Stephen Hawking. Uh, you know, these are just, I see Elvis, I see Avicii, Stan Lee, uh, Muhammad Ali. So all, all the greats, Paul Walker, all the greats are there. And you know, now your mom, Nancy, is joining us. So that's cool. Uh, I was not in his story. I was 10 when my teacher asked us to write a short story about our best friend. I looked at mine and smiled. I then wrote everything I knew about him. Once we're done, the teacher asked for our volunteers to read stories out loud. My best friend went first. I was not in his story. Um, That's rough, buddy. And also, I think the teacher should have known better than to do that. I'm, I'm just going to say, like, it sounds like someone's feelings are going to get hurt, so I wouldn't do that. Uh, my grandma now calls me Chad. Uh, she's honestly the only female... <laughs> Bro. Who I respect. I showed her Chad memes, told her about incelism, told her about Chad's in the 2080 rule. Now she goes, how's my Chad doing? Because she knows I want to be a Chad. When I helped her open a jar, she said, it's nice to have a strong young man in the house. You're a real man. You're a real Chad. I actually felt so validated there. See, this is why prostitution needs to be legal. Because, like, if we all just start, you know, if we're like, man, I really want to fuck someone. But, you know, you don't want to have to, like, go to a bar and, like, like try to trick someone into sleeping with you. When you could just, like, go out and, like, just be like, hey, you want to have sex? Yeah, all right, let's do it. You know? Like, just good, morally strong. Because, like, yeah, that's how we get rid of these fucking... I, w- I wouldn't mind meeting a chick who would just, who would just fucking, who, like, just doesn't care about, like, like, yeah, I'll just let anyone fuck me, you know, and just be like, you need to s- fix this incel problem, dude. That's, I don't, like, once you get late and you're like, you know what? Fuck that shit. Uh, how pathetic is this? This man threw himself on the floor when he asked to wear a face mask. Yep, I guarantee, I know he goes, I guarantee he goes to church, you know. Definitely, these are the guys who goes, go to church these days. Say you're insecure without saying you're insecure. All right, text thread. Oh, don't do your makeup today. Wait, why? 
Well, it's just going to be me and you and my boyfriend. You don't need to. Oh, yeah, but I mean, if we're going out, I'm probably going to. LOL, okay. I'm just saying it's weird if you do all that when it's just me and my boyfriend. I don't understand. Just don't wear makeup, LOL. Why do you care so much? You're weird. Oh, sounds like maybe this couple, one, she's either just insecure, or two, he brought up that he thinks her friend's hot, you know? And, you know... Fellas, you just gotta, you gotta always say, I'm like, nah, your friends aren't, maybe just, uh, like, yeah, your friends aren't hot. Like, or, yeah, they're pretty in, like, a unique way. Not like you, though. You're just, you know, you gotta just lie, dude. Just, just start lying to people. That's how I get through life. Uh, being, when being anti-vax is your only hope. Unvaccinated sperm available here, cash only. Single file, ladies. Single file. You need a sperm donor? This guy's available. This guy, look at this guy. Like, he does look tall, though, so, like, at least he, you know, you, have to, you know, the height verification. I think that's why they, they didn't let me be a sperm donor. I could have had more, you know, besides your, besides your mom's other kids, it's just, <laughs> besides your mom's other kids, you know, your mom has, like, if your siblings are shorter, or shorter than you think, they're probably my kids, dude. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know, man. Your mom might have been hot, you know? I didn't, that's, there's a reason I didn't call her back. Uh, this tragic story. Uh, someone posted on Snapchat, finally bringing you home, bud, and it's like a box, and it says Uno. And then someone decided to reply, damn, we need to play. Like the game Uno. And you're like, this is literally my dead dog. <laughs> that's rough, buddy. All right, uh, NFT bro, just went through two busy airports, one full three-hour airplane flight, and not one person complimented me, complimented my bored ape hoodie. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> just, I'm out. I have seven different hoodies, and none have been noticed yet. Maybe hoodies are out of style. Uh, maybe NFTs are out of style. Like, I don't know. In my mind, even, like, a cashless society is, like, questionable to me because... I guess the idea of, like, cash and actual physical money and stuff like that is supposed to be, like, there's only X amount available. It's supposed to be, like, you have to treat it like if we used gold instead of money, you know? it's Like, that's the idea. And so there's also, like, a you know, that's why you have, like, the gold standard or whatever, you know, you learn in history class. And then, you know you get to like these cashless and now like we have banks and it's just like a number and like a digital number in your account, you know, and it's supposed to represent physical money. But if we're trying to go away from like physical money, like, isn't that, you know? So I always think like, if you're making an investment in something and you're like, well, one day I can sell this yada, 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 and I can make some money off of it. You know, that's the idea. I'm like, make sure it's like a physical item. That's why I like proper, like land and property and housing is so I was like, that's just the best investment you could ever make. For I mean, for the most part, you know, because even at the end of the day, you'd be like, well, the house is just like, even if you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a turnover. Like even if the house kind of sucks, you can like sell the property or even put up like even I don't know whatever you want to do. Let's get to the last one. Is this how Jesus was born? <laughs> like, and so someone posted on Facebook a pregnancy test that is positive. My beautiful wife-to-be left this in the bathroom. Can't wait to see my son-slash-daughter, like, marry herself. And in the comment section, people are questioning, what? And then, thanks, I'm really excited. That's amazing news. Uh, 
were you guys planning on it? And then he replies, nope, she's still a virgin. LOL, that's why I thought it was weird, like in the Bible. Um, that's rough, buddy. You're married and you haven't had sex. Like, that. I do think, I mean, this does sound like an archaic thing, but like, I do think you should consummate the marriage. I think that has to be like if you're if you if you don't fuck within like the first thirty days of getting married, like I don't care where you are, I don't care what you are. If you're not if you don't fuck between the first thirty days of married, like the annulment, it's just the annulment should just be easy. I don't know. I'm not saying it should be like I like just like it's a void, but it should be easy. I don't you know. And that's it. Um, thank you, Violetta Lescout Let's read her bio. Violet is one free soul. She feels the most alive when traveling to new places and seeing the beauty, the beautiful world out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It 
Drake goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No, Our Table. Uh, formerly, as in in the past 150 episodes, changed his name to, from Ask Shweezy to... Uh, oh no! So, let's just jump into it. Let's see what problems you have. Let's see how I'm going to solve your problems and uh uh let's just uh, you know, you know, for some of you it's going to be I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. All right. <clears throat> First question we got here, had sex with my boyfriend while watching porn and instantly regret it. My boyfriend and I agreed to watch porn together while having sex. However, I felt insecure when I realized that the actor in the video looked very different from me, particularly in terms of body appearance. My boyfriend made comments about their bodies which made me feel even more uncomfortable. Now, I don't feel sexually connected to him and I want to communicate my feelings without sounding irrational. How can I move forward in this situation? I don't think you're being irrational when you say, like, hey, um, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of, you know, watching porn while, while doing it, you know, doing it right, you know? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know? You just say, hey, it makes me, you know, I think it's just saying, like, hey, it makes me feel uncomfortable and, uh, and, you know... Or something like that, you know. I think that's that's a good enough excuse, because if you want to like discuss it even further, like get into like the nitty gritty details, I'm probably assuming what's going on with you is that uh, you need validation, and and at least I mean I'm not saying you need like extreme validation, but you at least need the kind of validation that. Um, dating someone gives you, you know, and you're like, oh, I like the way you look, and you're like, I'm gonna fuck your brains out, and you know, like, that kind of disrespect, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's some, there's some guy, some Indian guy on the internet who's gonna tell you, like, they want to see your bob and vagine and stuff like that, so I don't think you should worry about that, but yeah, I guess, I guess the idea I'm assuming why you're uncomfortable with porn being on while you're making lovemaking is because you're self-conscious about your body appearance and looking at porn stars who, 
usually are perfect looking uh, because that's their job to be perfect looking with their clothes off too. Also, like you can be perfect looking with clothes on, you know, uh, I don't think I'd ever, if I died in a hot tub with my shirt off, it's, I definitely didn't kill myself. If I'm going to kill myself, folks, uh, demonetized. If I'm going to kill myself, uh, my shirt's going to be on and it's not going to be on the toilet. Just, just letting you know that. So I think it's just, you need to have a very honest conversation. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think the big problem you had is because, you know, for men, because like porn is typically the male fantasy made into uh, viewable content. Uh, that's like the easiest way to think about it. And so if it's making you self-conscious about your body image, you know, I think, you know, if you tell that to your boyfriend, like, you know, I think it should work out unless he's a total fucking asshole. Which, it sounds like he's 22. He could still be an asshole. Sometimes you grow out of your assholeness. So, yeah, I think you should let him know. I think it's typically probably just, you know, your self-appearance, you know, body image, and it just makes you feel bad about it. And uh, if he's a good guy, he'd be like, no. You know, but at the end of the day, though, like, guys kind of sometimes wish you could... You wish you would have, like, one partner. Like, a lot of guys, you you would think like this. They want to have one partner, but they want to be able to have sex with anyone they want to, you know, it's like, this is the person I'm going to have a life with, you know, and then sometimes we fuck, but then, you know, if I ever just want to fuck someone else, I can, you know, I think that's what a lot of guys would like, but, and it's not even like polyamory, it's like one relationship, but you're, you're fucking, you know, anyone you want to, which doesn't really work out for most parties, so usually we just have one person we fuck and have a life with, so, yeah, just let him know what makes you feel uncomfortable. And uh, and if he doesn't get that, you could probably find a guy who's willing to fuck you without putting on porn, okay? You know, like, we act like, we act like, like, there's, there's never going to be anyone like you. And, you know, that is true, but you'll find someone else similar to them, you know? Like the never mind, I'll find someone like you. I'm like, yeah. Is my boyfriend in the closet? Here we fucking go. Uh, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I've been dating my boyfriend for a few months and have known him for a year. He displays signs of being gay, such as his social media feed being filled with muscular men and his lack of interest in women. He also exhibits mannerisms and behaviors commonly associated with being gay. However, he denies being gay and identifies as straight. I've discussed this with friends who believe he may be straight, but in love with me. I'm unsure how to feel about this situation and concerned about the future of our relationship if he is indeed gay. So, I mean, I wish you would have given me examples of how gay he is. Can you be like... Yeah, he plays Apex Legends, so, I don't know, that's kind of a red flag about his sexuality and shit like that. Uh, Oh, brother, this guy stinks! What do I want to say, though, in regards to this situation? Um, so, like, the idea of sexuality is so much more complicated, because I guess we think, like, 
oh, sexuality. Oh, that means you want to fuck a dude, you know? Like, it just means you want to fuck dudes. Like, no, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And, like, apparently there's some guys out there who are like, yeah, I fuck men, but I'm actually straight, you know? It's, like, a very weird thing. Like, there's some guys who are just like, I need something to fuck right now, and they just like, I guess I'll fuck guys. <laughs> and then, uh, there's some guys who are just like, what, is that not normal to fuck your friends? Like, what the fuck's going on here? It's a doctor, it's not, is it Joe Court? Is that his name? Uh, he, he talks about it, too, as a, as a gay man. Uh, that sexuality is so much more than just, like, what do you want to fuck, what you're attracted to. It's, like, many, many, it's many, many different layers, but uh, exhibits gay mannerisms. Okay, he might just be a little flamboyant. But, like, I feel like when you read a history book about some guy who's flamboyant, who was, like, one of the presidents in the 20s? I think Harding? Is it Harding? He played the tuba, and there's another guy who was, like, yeah, my teacher was, like, yeah, he was very flamboyant. And uh, in my mind, I'm like, gay. I need to add that sound drop. That's a fun one. Uh, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. But I, I am going to say here, what is the gayest thing this guy? He's posting muscular men on social media. That is the gayest thing I've ever heard anyone doing in my entire life. All my straight, my straight, I know gay people. I have never seen them post muscular men. The only t- the only time I see muscular men on social media is either the guy is posting it himself or, um, like, if someone's sharing this, I mean, they are definitely gay. Like, that is the gay, one of the gayest things. I'm like, yeah, he says he's straight, but he's, like, sharing all these fucking photos of, like, these muscular dudes he's attracted to. Like, gay... You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, if you, if you genuinely think he's, I think it comes down to, there's a lot of things it comes down to, but you know him better than I do. So my best suggestion would be, uh, if, if it feels like he's not attracted to you, actually, here's something to try. Okay. Here's, here's the best idea. Uh, is this a good way to figure it out? No. But will you figure it out? Yes. Okay. Set, bring up the idea of a devil's three-way with your boyfriend and see what happens. Because I think if he's, you know, if he's gay, he's probably going to be like, yes, 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 100% yes. Like, we're definitely definitely going to add a third, we're going to add another guy into this, you know. That's kind of what I want to do. <laughs> you know, it's like I definitely want to do that. Uh, so yeah, that, that'd be a good sign if you're out of he's gay. And, but like, you know, there, there is kind of like an old thing. Like you meet a bunch of Southern couples. I'm like, this dude's clearly gay. And this chick clearly has never been interested in sex in her entire life. You know, and sometimes they work better together. So yeah, I don't know. You might actually enjoy this. Like, do you like having sex with them? Like if you, maybe you're asexual and you're just like, not really interested in sex, but I do want, like, a relationship and have a partner, and we do things, you know, sometimes, you know, it works, it works the way, that is how the world works, that is how the world works. I identify as a fucking threat. Um, what is currently happening that is scaring you? Um... I think the biggest thing I'm saying that's scaring me, and obviously there's a lot of global conflict right now, but uh, the country I'm in isn't really getting involved. 
yet. They're not really necessarily in a weird spot, so uh, it's not like any big issues where I live. Um, however, like evangelical Christians, and obviously, if you watched uh, the the recent Duggar documentary, I think it's on Hulu, Shiny Happy People. They talk about how like all these like evangelical homeschooling situations, which I know a lot of people were a part of, who luckily gotten out. Some people who are currently in a situation where they're in like a Christian homeschool or a very Christian school where it's almost required you have to follow this shit, you know. And it's it's a lot of brainwashing and they're throwing into politics and a lot of it's like it's not even like the whole religion thing. Like it is a very extreme religious view and you know christian terrorism is definitely uh definitely a scary point but another thing is at the same time you know i don't want i don't have to agree with everything every politician does but i feel like i want i want to have at least some sort of standard like hey we all have to pass a reading and writing test you know i have to know your act scores because i don't think homeschool kids do good on the act they if they, if a homeschool kid wants to go to college, like it, they have to go to community college first. Like they can't just straight up start. You know, I'm I'm the kind of guy. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. I, I got into a four year school uh, my freshman year, but like if you're homeschooled, like you almost have to go to community college because they'll like look the other way and like, oh, you don't really have a high school degree. I guess we'll still let you in. You know, that like community college only wouldn't do that and. Uh, which, you know, it's like, I guess the idea of community college is like, you know, take some classes here, but it doesn't count a lot, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah, like, evangelical Christians or Christian nationalists, Christian terrorists, I think, you know, they're all the same. Uh, you know, it's just like they're brainwashing kids and eventually, like, trying to get them to go into politics for, like, the Republican, like, Republican candidates. And it's just like with their extreme views and, you know, they don't know much of the world. So it's, it's just very scary. Obviously MAGA Republicans are very scary too. Cause they're like, they're almost want a war. And I got to tell you, you shouldn't want war. Okay. War it's and it's weird because war has existed since probably the beginning of like human intelligence and it's almost like a natural thing. It's natural and unnatural all at the same time. It's like we conflict is natural, but how we go about conflict is scary. And uh, yeah, uh, and, and uh, you know, if you read your history books, you know uh, that big rascal Hitler. You know, didn't they try to do like a whole like do a coup and try to take down the government and fail? And uh, then, like, a decade passed, and uh, they kind of did it the sneaky way. I mean, it's like, I don't know, you know, you see history repeating itself, and it's just kind of, yeah, it's, it's just kind of nerve-wracking. So, uh, I guess those are two things. I guess, I hope that answers your question. How long is too long to wait for a guy to propose? My boyfriend and I have been together for nearly five years. We used to discuss important topics about our future, like kids, marriage, and where we'd live. However, recently he avoids any conversation about the future, including things like parenting styles and caring for aging parents. When I tried to talk to talk about our wedding and other future plans, he felt I was pressuring him to propose. 
He's busy with his studies and says he can't think about the future. This change frustrates me and I'm unsure if he sees a long-term future with me. Uh, we agreed early on that five years of dating was a reasonable time frame for considering marriage, but now he avoids any discussion about it. I worry if I'm wasting my time on someone who won't engage in these topics. We've been living together for three years, but he doesn't spend time with my friends and family as much as I do with his. I put in more effort to maintain relationships with his friends and family, but he doesn't reciprocate with my circle. All right. Ladies, real talk right here. Real talk from a man, uh, one of them regular he-hims. I'm going to tell you this. If you are in a situation where you're like, like waiting for a guy to propose or like, why is he not proposing? Like, when is he going to propose? As a guy, and I am one to fall in love pretty quickly. So, I mean, I'm not, you know. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So, I mean, not that, but most guys, most guys, unless you start off really young, you know, so young that you're like marriage that hasn't crossed my mind yet. Uh, most guys, like, they know pretty early if they're, like, they want to spend the rest of their lives with you or, like, spend time with you. Sometimes, uh, if you do it too fast, like, you haven't thought things through. There's a lot of things, but guys usually know pretty quickly, like, if they're going to propose. Like, you know, I, like, half of my friends who are guys, though some were evangelicals, some were kind of out of it at that point. You know, they said, like, they they met the person, and they're like, wow, this person's cool. And then they start saving up for a ring, wait an appropriate amount of time, then, you know, propose or whatever. Uh, I have some friends who who literally met, got married in less than a year. Those are called Bible college students. So, yeah, at the end of the day, um, this guy sounds like he no longer wants to put effort in, unless unless he's going through some shit. And you're just like, and you're just not... You're just acting oblivious to his problems. That could be a real problem, but I'm hearing from your perspective. But, yeah, I, I really do think after five years, like, if I dated a chick for five years, like, how much time that was, you know, I would have to decide, like, do I really want to be around this person the rest of my life? You know, do I want to kill them? Do I want to break up? You know, guys are more decisive on that, you know. I, I just feel like a guy. if a guy's, like, not, if it's been five years and this guy's not thinking about, like, marriage where you haven't discussed like do we want to get married do we just want to be like one of those like civil union type couples you know it's not like that but like if a guy wants to get married like he's gonna think about it pretty early in the relationship i know guys are like that uh you know so yeah i'm just gonna say he's probably not gonna do it or he might be gay you know he never always never ruled that one out how to deal with hate as a beginner musician. I finally feel like I make pretty good music and showed it to close friends. They showed other people. Now I constantly hear mocking. Even if it is jokingly, it is a hard to handle and makes me not want to make music sometimes. Any advice? Um, my best advice would be, uh, yeah, that, that happens. And, uh, and so it, if I, you know, if I'm talking to like my music students, what I would tell them is, um, oh, you're putting yourself out there. I mean, like you're, the idea is you're putting their, yourself out there and now people are saying you suck. And, uh, 
So yeah, so you have to decide at that point when I tell uh, all my students, I feel like you're not, but you're probably at the same situation as any student I have. So I guess the only idea you have to have is like, you know, okay, you're hearing some criticism. Like, uh, I know some of you are commenting on this fucking episode and highlights now. You have to decide on your behalf, like, hey, do I want to keep going or do I hate this so much that I'm just going to lock myself and never do this again? And, you know, it, for the psychos who love music, I'm like, I love music so much. I'm just like, I'll deal with the hate comments because at the end of the day, and you also have to remember that you're you're going to hear the one, the comments that stick out are the bad ones. It's never going to be the good ones staying out. I don't know why because it's like, oh, that's nice. I have a problem where if someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, really, though? Are you, you know? Is, was it really was it really that good? And I, you know, and that's generally a problem for me because I have friends like you've never given me a compliment once, and I just like list like the last three compliments I gave them because I because I, I'm not a good person at like giving out compliments a lot. I've had to like work on that. Like you know, I talked to like a seventh seventh grade band the other day, and they got a song. They literally just got the song like a week ago, and we played through it. And you're like, you know what, guys, you're playing really. You guys got this song a week ago. You guys are playing really well, you know, considering you received this song a week ago. And they did sound good. Like, they were messing up with some parts. It's just, you know, you got to learn, like, okay, this part's difficult. I need to go over this real quick on my own and then come back and I can play it with, the, you know, make sure I can practice with the ensemble, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, you are getting into the entertainment industry, and the entertainment industry is a lot of people being really mean to you. Uh, so just decide, I'm like, are you okay with continuing to go for Do you believe in yourself enough that like, yeah, you believe your music is good enough. Just someone doesn't like it and they're going to just be a dick about it. Or are you, should you give up? You know, these are the things like you go through. If you want to work in entertainment, you have to deal with negative comments about whatever you're doing. Even if it's the, even the worst is like, sometimes people criticize you in the right and that is not an easy thing, you know. I, I hate criti- I hate getting criticized too. And you're like, who the fuck do you think you are? I remember I once stayed on Airbnb and like the host of it, and like it was like a good Airbnb, good host. Everything was like it was a great experience. I'm just like, oh, uh, the Airbnb host uh, gave you a rating. You can't see their rating until you give them a rating. And you're like, now I'm giving them a rating, and you know, and like I want to be honest, but also, what if they? Talked a lot of shit on me. They actually gave me a really stellar review. But I'm like, what if, you know, what if? And so, like, you know, and stuff like that. So just remember negative comments are going to be the ones that stick out to you the most. And so uh, you sometimes have to hear them and be like, maybe I can do better from here. Or you can just be a little bitch and go away, you know? It is up to you. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? All right, uh, if I don't know how to get my girlfriend of 30 years to accept that our relationship is ending for mundane reasons, uh, constantly arguing is exhausting and I want to break up. Every time I try, she bombards me with calls and messages and we end up back together temporarily. I need help on how to make a clean break. Should I involve her parents, my parents, or a trusted friend? I just went out without the constant back and forth. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely one of those situations, and it's definitely a guy. Um, oh, this is two ladies. I said, I, 26 female, and then 30 year old female. Okay, so there's a little bit of new territory. I know, yeah. 
Um, I think the idea is, is this, is your relationship, you know, like you guys are just arguing and it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, you know, I, you know, if you have to deal with a parent, if you have a, a live parent today, you know, you probably have to deal with like, they annoy the shit out of you, but like, they're still your parent and you still care about them. So like, you know, you keep them around, you know, but like you get to a point with someone like this and you're just like, and even you can be a parent or anyone. You're just like, this person is exhausting. I hate being around them. Even like even in small doses, like I just can't do it. You know, you, you tried, you can't do it. You know, and then it looks like you're in a situation, you're trying to break up, but they're like, no, we're not broken up. We're back together. And uh, yeah, I guess that's the problem. Do her, do, does her parents... Do they think you two should break up too? Because like involve her, like I don't think your parents are gonna do shit. Um, a friend can only do so much, but I think you know having your parents involved, especially in a situation like this, is just like I think yeah that might be the best. But of course she's like a thirty four thirty year old woman, so like you're both twenty six and thirty, so it's like you're both fucking adults. So um. what? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe if if you've tried a couple times, and especially if like you talk to her parents and it's like we don't hate you, we just don't think you're a good couple together. That has to be the situation because like if her parents agree with you, you're you you can definitely use them and they can definitely help you out. And her parents have to do it because they're her parents and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, and breakups are never easy, and you know you it's it's kind of. It's similar to grief in a way because you have that that whole situation where it's uh, like, hey, like, you know, grief, you know, the seven stages of grief where like denial and, you know, bargaining and stuff like that. Sounds like you're weak with that. So if you are able to break up, you got to kind of really ignore her, even when she says, I'm going to kill myself, you know, like. And also, can, can I just make a PSA to everyone out there? Stop saying that if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. Just just fucking grow up. Grow up and realize that sometimes relationships don't work, and that's an okay thing. Sometimes you have to, you know, date people to figure out what you like and what you don't like. You have to figure out, you know, how relationships work. It's okay. So just remember that, you know. All right, last question we got here. Uh, what is the one thing that society normalizes it normalized, but you refuse to do it? Um, it has to be LinkedIn. Like that's the only thing I can even really think of, uh, that I didn't like. I mean, the last one before that I can like, that's on the top of my head is like the Coney 2012. I'm like, I, I like saw it. I'm like this, something's off about this. I sometimes stuff like that. I have a good radar on. And then when it's like my personal life decisions, it's when it's off. Yeah, uh, joining LinkedIn, I don't know, like, I do music, I do this podcast, you know, I, you know, I teach a little bit, you know, like, I don't see a reason I need a LinkedIn profile, I'm like, whose ass am I trying to lick, you know, uh, it's not gonna be some guy on LinkedIn, it's gonna be a woman who I met somewhere, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just like, you know, I think LinkedIn's fine, you know, a lot of people, I think it's a good resource for a lot of people, but for me, as someone who's a musician, you know, music producer, songwriter, teacher, 
podcast. I just I don't know. There's no real reason to, and a lot of people have no reason to be on LinkedIn. Like it's just it's just a circle jerk, and I don't know I, who actually is benefited from LinkedIn. That's a good question. I'd love to hear about. All right, I think we're finally fucking finished today. I think this is a longer one than usual. Uh, thank you for listening to the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast, 150 episodes of Cancel Sweezy. And guess what? We're just gonna we're gonna keep on going from here. I I don't have any plans to stop at this point. I think the only thing, uh, you know, we're gonna I'm finally at a point. I think I can. We're gonna get a tour set up for my music. And so we may have some stuff going on then. But overall, though, I think the podcast is stronger. People actually ask me how things are going now, you know, in my real life, not on the Internet. So I think we're moving forward. So I have to get ready. I'm probably going to play some OG Fortnite because they brought back the first map. So honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome.